that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We're like Blondell's IPAs, cider stouts from the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Upstate Beer Boys. Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. As always, thank you to Chris Hitchcock for our theme song. You can catch my co-host Chase on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nutmeg2 Palmetto. You can find Wayne, the Sage, on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, YouTube also at Wayne's Beer Delivery. And you can find me, the mayor, at Southern Bleem Beer Reviews on Instagram and TikTok. Gentlemen. What are we drinking? I'm uh, drying my tears of the most wonderful time of the year for beer being over with a fest beer from my local down down here in the Midlands, or one of my locals down here in the Midlands, uh, Steel Hands Brewing out of Casey. And, you know, the, the finer points of, what makes a fest beer just a fest beer? And then, of course, the fest beer going over to Oktoberfest. Still taking a little bit to get used to. But oddly enough, this actually does say Oktoberfest as well on the side of the can. But it looks more like a regular fest beer. As does its smell and taste. It smells like a kind of, it has a bit of a domestic lager type of smell. If I would have known you were doing the fest beer, I would have given Wayne his beer to do with it. Well, if it's the beer I'm thinking of, that's no, that's 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 a whole different thing altogether. <laughs> yeah, but he's drinking a fest beer. That's a October fest beer. Mm-hmm. Well, Oktoberfest is over when we say it's over. That's right. If we say it's still going at Christmas, then it's damn well still going. <laughs> well, if I got Oktoberfest beers in the fridge at Christmas time, so be it. So how is that uh, Fest beer? It's actually really solid. It, it definitely, the finish... I'm getting kind of that malty, bready Oktoberfest flavor way in the back end, but mm-hmm. the majority of the mouthfeel is definitely more regular type of lager than, you know, malty, sweet, caramelly Martzen. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very and nice. And it does, it does smell very domestic. It does look very domestic. So it's definitely a, a little bit of a mind trip at the moment. I hope so. It's uh, domestic. It's in South Carolina. You know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I didn't get the memo about doing a fest beer. So, in the beers I got in the fridge right now, I got a few uh, stash aside for uh, upcoming projects. So, I decided to raid... Um, the variety pack leftovers from the wedding a couple weeks ago for my daughter and uh 
from a little company out of Georgia called Sweetwater. We've got the Going Coastal IPA with pineapple. Mm. It says, all with natural pineapple flavor. Can't really see what the ABV is on the can. Oh, it's 6.1%. Oh, One thing yeah, I do I didn't like even, about Sweetwater yeah. is they do have some good artwork on the can, even though no one can see it because we're still audio only. But on the side of the can, it says, slip into some sunshine and step off the grid by going coastal with this pineapple lace IPA. The bright aromas of the five citrus hop additions are accentuated by the tropical fruit of the pineapple. And just like those three-day weekends, it's finished its finish is quick. <laughs> now, well, that's humbling. <laughs> we're talking about these uh, five citrus hop additions, and I don't see them mentioning anything about it on the can. But what I can tell you is it does have a nice uh, juicy hop bite. But I'm going to do some research real quick while you're talking. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of excited in this variety pack because it said it had pineapple. I am not really picking it up. Oh, that's sad. Well, you, I guess you could be extra sad because Untap doesn't say what the five hops are either. <laughs> um, I would have to say probably Citra Mosaic. Um. Other than that, maybe Nelson. You know, Nelson is to me is a little touch on the bitter side. What's the beer you're drinking? I completely welcome back to the podcast, Stephen. Um, <laughs> bro, let uh, me tell you, I've I've had a I've had a rough rough day. I'm just messing with you. Oh, uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. You, I I heard you say where it was from and what it was, but I'm sitting here listening to you describe. And not saying you're wrong, just describe all the hops that you think it has because you said it's got five hops and you didn't pick up the pineapple. I picked up pineapple right off the bat from that beer. And that's I'm curious to know which hops it is too. Sometimes yeah, they say it's got five citrus hop additions. Yeah. I I'm not picking it up. Well, so I mean, it's not a bad beer. You know, it's definitely a, a definitely a good drinker, but just you know, wish it had a little bit more pineapple in it. I, I mean, sometimes that's hard to like; it doesn't come through right away. So maybe it needs to warm up a little bit. Because I've had I've had beers with pineapple in it that I smell it and I and I can I know it's something I recognize, but it takes like a good ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes. I'm like, oh, that was pineapple. I'm a dummy. I got one from uh, Treehouse, and it was a pineapple IPA, and I tasted pineapple. I didn't smell it, but I tasted pineapple from the beginning, and it was very overpowering. <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of like that sensation though when the aroma okay. and flavor are different. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I mean, certainly a beer has its place when you get the same profile in both. Right, you know, consistent, but I mean, I I kind of like I kind of like it playing playing games with me a little bit. Okay, 
I guess uh, I don't know if it's the uh, the lack of pineapple or the lack of them telling us what five citrus hop additions is. It's making me kind of scratch my head. So citrus, not citra. Yeah, five citrus hop okay. additions, but I would say citra is probably one of them. Well, yeah, sure, but that's well, that's the other thing. Like I had heard you say citra at first, and there are a lot of different citra variants. So I was thinking maybe there were five different citra variants. Like Lupamax and uh, Cryo and uh, my brain's blanking on my brain's blanking on many others, but I know there's quite a bit. If anyone from Sweetwater is listening, message us and tell us what five citrus hops are in the going coastal, please. Or or or, no. or or our main man Kenny from Pass My Cup. <laughs> You think he gets? He, he's. I think he's not too far from Sweetwater, right? They're right there in Atlanta, so he's right down the street. Him or uh, Mikey B, one of the two. Yeah. Shout out our at party of two brew crew. Mayor, what you got? You didn't tell us what you're sipping on. Well, I hadn't told you yet. I told y'all off camera, so. I'm going to give mm -hmm. a little quick shout out real quick. Mm -hmm. Old Cabarrus Vienna Lager. Wayne, Mr. Beer Delivery Man, or Wayne's Beer Delivery Man himself, sent us a group message in our group a couple weeks ago and said, I got to find this beer. APB. Huh? But uh, APB, all yep. points bulletin. And I won't ruin it for people because – I know I want to make a post, and he wants to share with it. But I reached out. It was a beer that he really wanted, very limited run. Reached out to a guy that I've known for a good little while from Cabarrus Brewing. And his name is Corey Sloop, Sloop Dog on Instagram. And he sent me a message, said, you come up here, I'll give you a four-pack. I got up there. He had me 24 beers because he said that he was grateful that I was willing to drive up there to Concord to bring back a four pack of beer for one of my co-hosts. So he hooked me up. The Vienna Lager is 5% you know, ABV. I'm usually not a Vienna Lager guy. I'm more of a stout and IPA. But it's just a, it's pretty dark, you know. It's just an easy drinking beer. I think that's pretty standard color for Vienna. It is, yep, it is. But so they just say that Vienna Lager with Vienna and Munich malts and German noble hops. The lager has delicious flavors, aromas of biscuity malts, fresh toasted bread. And mild malty sweetness. So, brother, I think you got to work on your German. Yeah, wanna I, try, you want to try that one again, Munich? <laughs> Munich. <laughs> All I got to say, look at you two drinking those uh, those lagers, and I'm sitting here drinking an IPA. My, my, my! How the how the tides have how turned. the tides have turned how the, how the turntables. <laughs> Look here, free beer is free beer, and I'm not knocking on the beer, hey. but 
if and, it wouldn't have been given to me, I wouldn't have paid for that. I would have bought one of their IPAs or one of their stouts or something like that. And However, I mean, that's, a, that's a situation where if he like gave you a, a, an extra four pack, you'd be like, oh, wow, thank you so much. And he'd go over there and drop the case. <laughs> yeah. And that's, he sent me a picture on my way up there. And, you know, I was like, hey, can I get eight of those beers? Because I wanted some and I was going to give Wayne a full four pack. But if you don't, if you can't get me that, that's fine. Wayne and I had already talked about splitting two and two. It's a cool can. I'd have been happy with just one can. But the fact that he gave us 24 beers or gave me 24 beers for that. And then he said, we want y'all on the to do an interview with us for the podcast. So I was like. Eight cans, eight four packs. Let's count. Who's counting? <laughs> All because I saw a beer can that I wanted. Well, I, I tell you, I got to give him props because he has gotten me beer or assisted getting me beer. And I've traded burial for it and stuff like that back when they didn't have burial in Raleigh and areas like that, so forth. He's a good dude, man. He, he, he looks out for people and the owner of Cabarrus, he looks out for people too. I mean, his dad welcomed me with open arms when I came up there and his dad said, you drove all the way up here for beer. And I said, well, yes, sir. I did. And he said, well, understand the concept of muling. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I had been working all night that night, and, but it, it all worked out. You I'm said excited. Raleigh. I thought you were up in Concord. Do what? You said Raleigh. I thought you were up in Concord. Well, I talk really fast. If you go back and play the tape, I, I, yeah, I've gotten beer from Corey in the past, and he liked burial. And before burial was in Raleigh and Charlotte, that's where the Raleigh came in. That's uh, how you heard Raleigh. I would give him, I would bring him burial beer because he couldn't get it where he lived. Okay. So this time when I told Wayne that he liked beer, I gave him two beers and Wayne gave him two beers. Isn't that right, Wayne? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was extremely happy because he got two beers from Treehouse that he's never had before. He got one from Vitamin C and he got one of the cereal beers from Ingenious because they just brewed the cereal beers again. And I was kind of uh grateful for being able to get some of those this year. Actually, what he meant to say, he was uh, so excited to get to uh, uh, Cabarrus Brewing to pick up the beer that he went past it. He was going so fast, ended up in Raleigh, they had to do a U-turn. <laughs> we'll start calling him the bandit as well as the mayor. He's pounding down, rolling down and trucking. Only, what was it? It wasn't Coors. It was, yeah, it was Coors. It was Coors. Yeah. Yeah, 400 cases of Coors or something like that because yep. you couldn't get it in Atlanta at that point in time. Yep. The biggest they, beer run in history. They wanted it for the what? race. <laughs> there was anywhere you couldn't get Coors? 
<laughs> yeah, no, they wanted wow. it. They wanted it for the race. Wow. Um, I think it was sometime. I can't remember if it was uh, in the mid '90s or whatnot. But when I was a kid in Florida, you could not get Coors at, east of the Mississippi. They wouldn't ship it. Well, you can't get well up until recently. You couldn't get Yingling out west because I've had to send Yingling to friends, and now they're signed a contract with something Coors. I can't remember that first company name. So Miller or Molson? Molson, Molson Coors in Texas. They're they got a contract. They're brewing it now. Not Molson like Canadian. Yes. Well. Yep. Color, I guess color me surprised again. All right. Well, fellas, as always, we want to thank our sponsors, Upstate Realty and Associates, Promotion Graphics Greenville. And as always, we can't forget about John Sharkey with Greenville Beer Fest, which is coming up, fellas. November 5th, Floor Field, Greenville. And we're always invited. So if you're there, come find us. Come say hi. And Eddie, how can we forget Eddie, fellas? Yeah. Owner of our home away from home, Clock Tower Taproom in Simpsonville. And I forgot the memo, or I didn't get the memo, because our listeners can't see it. Clock Tower T-shirt on Wayne, and Chase is wearing a Clock Tower hat. And I can't even get to my hat quick enough. So that's okay. <laughs> Folks, stay with us as we come back to talk with Luke, better known as Bruce Casters. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell At that hangout my daddy used to hang around We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down and Just like that the taps and stools and tables got turned To the only joint my mama ever burned I'll get sassy and bluegrass, come on Welcome back into the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. We sat around and had some beers, and what's the best part about drinking beers? But enjoying them with friends. So let's welcome. So Wayne and I welcome in a friend of ours from the Instagram webs, Luke, aka Bruise Casters. Luke, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well indeed. How are you all doing? Man, I'm just uh, relaxing and glad to sit down from the busyness of the day and let's talk some beer, let's talk some other fun stuff and let's have a grand old time. Amen to that. So, Luke, uh, the three of us can all call ourselves beer influencers. How did you get started as a beer influencer? I got, oh, I got this started. Uh, my wife and I were on vacation in september down to the beach it was 2017 i think and um it was nothing but rain in the forecast all week and we're just sitting there thinking like 
the heck are we going to do all week? We can't go to the beach, can't do this. So um, they pulled out the phone, got out the Google Maps, and um, we're like, well, let's see what's in the area. And I've always been, um, at that point, you know, into craft beer, wanted to do that. And I've never ventured on, uh, you know, just checking out breweries on vacation. So we looked up, we're down in Lewis, Delaware, and the nearest one was Big Oyster Brewery. And um, we went there one day, um, had a couple flights, and I started taking pictures. And I'm like, you know what? I think I want to do, you know, share this kind of adventure, this feeling um, to others. And um, she was the one that came up with the name because I'm not good <laughs> at coming up with names and stuff. So she was the one that came up with the name. And it's kind of like a play off of um, like newscasters, like weather forecasts and stuff the weather was crap that whole week and um, <laughs> that's just kind of how it started and it just went on on from there and then of course that whole re- week we went to like crooked hammock was down there in delaware we uh went down to revelation down in rehoboth in delaware so that whole week when it was raining we just started brewery hopping how that's- so mm-hmm. so no, what What's the uh, what? What's your strategy going into deciding how to run your page? I've done with um, basically just trying to keep it with a a post every day, and then also doing kind of to keep things fresh, and instead of just you know people looking at pictures and scrolling through and liking, I've done. Um, on Tuesdays, a tasty Tuesday, which is just me doing a video review. Um, and then on Wednesday in the stories, I try to, uh, the most part put in a poll for after work Wednesday, where I, after work Wednesday beer, where I would put two beers next to each other and have, um, everybody just vote on the beer that I'm going to enjoy after work. And then my new, um, uh, themed of the week it's on friday is uh, pokemon foil pack friday where i would just uh, put pair of beer up with a pokemon which oddly enough that kind of works and <laughs> everybody's been pretty receptive of that you know that's uh one of the first things i noticed was your uh foil pack fridays with the beer and pokemon and that's uh we'll, we'll get to the pairing up of later um so when you do your video reviews, uh, it seems they are just a little bit longer than most see on Instagram. Um, it's almost like you're trying to like tell us a story. What is about what is it about the beer, especially you know if there's one that you like or whatnot that you find appealing um, to weave a story and um, you know just elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. I, um, when I, way before, um, like Tasty Tuesday, I'd had like one critic that stuck in the back of my mind for a long time where I was stuck in a rut where I would just, um, post a picture, say, Hey, this beer is really good. And then that was it. And somebody was like, well, you say this with every post, you can't, you got to tell me like he, he like was giving me, uh, constructive criticism. So I'm like, okay, he's kind of on to something. I'm in a rut. I got to, you know, freshen it up. And um, I just feel like each beer 
um, whether it's IPA, lager, Pilsner, it has its own special um, vibe, its, its own story in a way. So that's how um, kind of Tasty Tuesday, well, I first did the post, you know, went more kind of explain everything and the whole thing about it um, in my post start. And then I did the Tasty Tuesday. It kind of started off way too serious. And it, it just was basically me almost reading off the can. And um, I'm like, okay, that's, that's not working out either. So then that's when the whole, um, I guess, kind of Mr. Rogers story aspect of it, just making people a part of what I'm sharing with them and kind of getting them like, okay, all right. I can, I can kind of see me drinking that he, he's, you know, putting out this um, elaborate tale, almost in a way of this beer, it's, it's getting me intrigued about it. I'm going to go out and try to get it, you know, trying to get people into not drinking almost the same thing, I guess, in a way as well. Um, yeah, it's, I just feel each beer has its own tale to tell and uh, just kind of went off of that in a way. Your, your, your cadence does have a very, inviting sense of tone like uh come by the fireplace and listen to me young children kind of yes <laughs> grand grandfather grandfatherly type of a, um appeal <laughs> come sit on my lap as i drink this beer for you <laughs> tell you about it <laughs> all right well let's talk about the, the topic of the night that everyone wants to hear pokemon uh, I've I've been out of the game for a little while. I I screw up on it, but it, I kind of trailed off a little bit as I got older. Um, but given how craft has, given how craft beer has exploded, how can you best compare the gotta catch them all lifestyle of Pokemon, whether that be the current digital age with Pokemon Go, the trading nature with the cards, or uh, my generation, which might even be your generation too the the original games on game boy and such like that and raising your pokemon almost like a tamagotchi of sorts i guess um how can you best relate this the ever-changing ever-evolving ever-revolutionary world of craft beer it's um almost in a way with, with comparing with pokemon and beer a lot, a lot of people you know you trade Pokemon cards, whether, uh, yeah, you trade Pokemon, whether it be cards or whether, you know, it be in the game to, you know, catch them all. And with the, I, I find that funny with craft beer, um, some people, you know, they can't get the sought after the, the tree house, the stuff. So they end up trading beer. So you, in essential, you, you drink them all. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, just kind of, that always sticks in my mind with, with that for sure. And um, and then with just pairing with them, I always just go with either the color scheme of the card for for that Friday, or um, there was this the last series that I did. It was like the gym leader series. I, the one beer it was at World's End, and I ended the series with that beer to kind of like almost in a way end it with this beer at world's end and also end it with that mini series of that I, at world's end i think of that and i always think of someplace uh, a pub in england <laughs> oh yeah 
<laughs> I know that was a silly movie, but I don't remember if it was anything based in reality or if it was just a silly movie. That was with Simon Pegg, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it the hot right. fuzz. It was the hot fuzz guys. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love those movies. <laughs> All right. We've got a different dish in our usual game coming up here pretty soon. But while we're on the topic, uh, Luke, what Pokemon is the epitome of an IPA? An IPA. By, um, an IPA, I think, you know, the hoppy, the bitter, the, like the punch of, you know, it just kind of like smacks you in the face sometime, the high IBUs. So I went, um, I went with my man, uh, Hitmon Chan, who has like, boxing gloves on and he just, you know, he just not socks you down just like an IPA would. <laughs> what, what, what you were describing, when you were describing your reasoning, I was like thinking of the back of my mind, oh, please say Hitmon Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't let you down. <laughs> How about the, um. Ever tall, dark, and handsome style of a stout. Stout. I um. Every time when I think of stout, I always go um with imperial stout. You know, just that that big, heavy, boozy. You know, high ABV stuff. So I went. I picked uh, Snorlax because after drinking a big, heavy <laughs> stout, it's gonna put you down for a while. <laughs> That got a rise out of Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I like that. All right, from our, our big giant Snorlax <laughs> Imperial Stout, which actually, you know, that actually might be a, a really interesting drink. Uh, we'll go the <laughs> other spectrum. We'll go to uh, your classic uh, Pilsner. Curious to see which uh, Pokemon would match up with that. Okay. Um, went with um, probably um, Pilsner, crisp, light. I feel, I think, like fast, like in a way. I don't know why. I feel light, crisp, agility in a way of a Pilsner. So I went with everybody's probably favorite, Pikachu. I went with him um, just with. I don't know. I don't know why Pilsner. I just feel crisp, light, fast. I, I don't know why fast for a Pilsner, but that's what always comes to my mind with, with the Pilsner. I guess fast with Pilsner, you you knock one back, you go next to the other one, and you, you just keep knocking those Pilsners back. So you go through them pretty quick. <laughs> what what says what says fast and beer other than chuggable? Yeah, right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> What about the current flavor of the month, so to speak, in craft, the fruited sour? The fruited sour. I it was it was this one was a toss-up. I think fruited sour immediately, I think of like a bright, maybe not bright. I, I just think of like a pink beer. Um <sighs> loaded up and i i think I'm, this is all like og pokemon so i went good i, went I actually with, know them <laughs> i went with like clefairy clefable this was like four i went with clefairy clefable jigglypuff wigglytuff if, yeah i went with those because they're you know they're they're pink they're bright they're i guess they're fruity but, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's who i ended up going with 
Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff's big green eyes. Yes. As soon as they see, like, oh. <laughs> um, to, to go off script for a moment, you brought up the um hard to get the, the hard to get nature of certain certain beers, certain breweries, not always available in certain states. People go to lengths, whether trades, proxies, whatever the case to get them. Mm-hmm. So let's compare that to Mewtwo or the legendary birds. What what breweries would you assign to Mewtwo and the legendary birds? I would assign um, like I said earlier, Treehouse. I see uh, Treehouse and, um, well, I can't think of the other one. Oh, my gosh. It's up there in the New England area as well. Um, but definitely Treehouse. I see a lot about them. Very hyped up. Everybody wants some. Everybody wants a legendary, of course. So that's that's exactly who I think of immediately when I think of a legendary brewery is, is Treehouse for sure. Maybe Alchemist? Is that the other one you were thinking of? Oh, no, I don't think. Now, remember, it was Tile Cutters was one of their beers. It was Tile Cutters. That's news to me. Oh, <laughs> that is going to drive me up a wall because I know they just, um, a while back, they started um, doing orders for PA, which I wanted to do. And, I, of course, I'd just never gone and done, done did it yet. Oh, was it tri- oh, Trillium? I think it might have been Trillium. Trillium, okay. Trillium, yes. There we go. Oh, my gosh. I feel better about myself that I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be those two, uh, Trillium and Treehouse, as the legendaries that I need to still catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we put your beer brain to the test. That was just a warm-up. Oh, here we go. Time for time for everyone's favorite upstate beer boy game. And that, of course, is our word association. Normally, we theme this to the brewery guests. But since you are standing on your own for this episode, we're going to put you through the grinder and, and play what we're going to name Dog, Dinosaur, Band, and Food. These are some of our more memorable games from past shows. We had... One episode where we assigned beer, uh, dog breeds to beer, another dinosaurs, music bands, food, etc. So, you have to give us one of each for each of the styles we are about to give you: okay. a dog, a dinosaur, a band, and and a piece of food. Okay. All right. Wow. So he's got to give us. Four examples. Four. For, so we're, putting, we're putting him through the <laughs> ringer. We're putting him through the ringer, Wayne. Well, this one should be easy to start off with one. Um, and, you know, it's one of my favorite styles, and we've already talked about it before. And uh, so let's name those four categories for Mr. Pilsner. Mr. Pilsner. So. <laughs> That's Wayne, by the way. That's his nickname. <laughs> his nickname Wayne Pilsner. <laughs> so um, it goes back to um, the fast, agility, drinkable Pilsner. I went um, kind of going out of order, but I immediately think of for a dinosaur. If you all remember, uh, I don't know. I think 
I don't remember what the dinosaur was called, but when they are running away from the T-Rex in that like big grassy field, those almost like, they almost look like ostriches on long leg with a long tail. That's what I think of for a, for a Pilsner. And, um, and part, Pilsner's part of, of my, part of my movie quoting right now, Gala, 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 Gallimimus. <laughs> I love the hold on to your butts. <laughs> there for a second, I thought uh, Chase was casting a Harry Potter spell. I guess. <laughs> Lavate las manos. <laughs> and um, and also because because they are, um, I'm like a. I used to be a big dinosaur nor big dinosaur nerd and they're herbivores. I, I don't, I obviously don't know the name cause they have some like crazy names. And when Pilsner, I think grassy notes, hay notes, and that's, I mean, that's the stuff they eat. So that's like immediately what I think of for that. Um, I think for, for the dog, a, a Corgi, you know, oh, oh. <laughs> a Corgi, <laughs> Some some of these are, I, I really went way into it. I feel like um, corgi, high energy, small little things, light. Um, Pilsner, Pilsner's light. You know, you know, some four percent, five percent. They're light things. Um, and then back to like hay. I think for the band um, Mumford and Sons. I think a uh, banjo <laughs> for Pilsner. <laughs> so I went with that. And then something I always get when I go to a brewery and I want to eat food, I get I get a Pilsner and I get wings. I get I get something to go, you know, wash those wings down. And it's always, always a Pilsner. That's fair, because a lot of times I I I I I like sometimes I fancy myself as a wing connoisseur. And if you do anything too crazy with wings, the flavors don't work too well. Yes. <laughs> I don't recommend hazy IPA. I've done that a couple of <laughs> times and that just, that, that, that wrecked me. <laughs> Next up, a very underrated style. And one I think I'm fair to say is one of both Wayne and my favorite, uh, favorite styles or lesser sung favorite styles. And that is the ever steady, ever consistent brown ale. I went, yes, brown ale. I do love a brown ale. And it's, I feel like it's hard to find a good one. Like, like you go, you know, you go to a brewery, they have some brown ales and I just feel it's like, it's okay. You know, it's good, but I, there's, there's rarely a time where it's like, yes, this is my favorite. And I feel like it's hard to master so for the dog, I picked a husky. It's hard to train and hard to hard to keep in line. So I, I ended up going with the husky. Out of the box. And for the dinosaur, I picked um, a stegosaurus. And because um, some <laughs> sometimes they can be kind of um brown ales they can be kind of a little heavier some some make them that way and um you know 
you're like, oh, okay, this ain't going to be so bad. So you go up to it and, you know, you, you, you know, drink a few and then it just kind of knocks you on your feet. So Stegosaurus with the little, you know, things on the back of it, he'll knock you down if you're not careful. Um, <laughs> and then I don't, I don't know how I came up with this. I think for the food, this one's really out there. I went with pasta Alfredo with a brown ale. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty out there. Yeah, pasta Alfredo. <laughs> I feel like I, I I should try that combination sometime because I don't know. It's just in the back of my head. I'm like brown ale, pasta, and it has to be Alfredo. I, I don't. It, it's just that, that's a combination I have to try. Um, brown ale. It'll pasta. probably be <laughs> pasta. What could go wrong? Right, I know exactly. <laughs> can't, can't go as wrong as a hazy and wing and hot wings. So. <laughs> And, um, oh, shoot, I know what I messed up with that. I did two foods with that. Well, the other, I, I'm looking at my cheat sheet. I went with two foods. I don't know how it did that. Pasta Alfredo. And then the other one, which is kind of more, I guess, more reasonable, is caramel popcorn. Uh, okay. You kind of get the caramel notes um, sometimes in, in the brown ale. So I didn't do a band, which, shoot, I just now realized I did that back-to-back on food. Um, oh, uh-oh, on the spot. I know, I know spot. after all this all this preparing and stressing <laughs> over this, I still ended up messing up. Um so brown ale. We'll go. Oh my gosh. We'll go with um I don't know why I'm thinking of, well, you know what? We'll go. I keep thinking of it matchbox 20. We'll go with matchbox 20 with a brown ale. <laughs> Can be heavy, can be light, a little timeless. Yes. Okay. I, I can see it. I can see where you're going. Okay. I like the caramel popcorn better than the Alfredo with the brown ale, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that one. That that's why he thought of two. He was subconsciously giving himself a backup because he knew he was gonna get rejected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Who's gonna have pasta? That'll be the next thing. I'll, I'll do a like a live uh viewing viewing a live video of pasta alfredo and uh, brown ale see how it goes hey maybe a viewing <laughs> yeah it could be <laughs> bruce, bruce casters in the kitchen <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh gosh who let me back there <laughs> all right so we go from the often overlooked and uh underdog under undersung brown ale to a more popular style um the ever how do i want to say it um the ever popular uh, porter you know people can get mistaken for a stout at times but it has its own character and its own flavor so yes interesting to see how it matches up with a dog a dinosaur a band <laughs> and food with I'm, and I'm going to go out of order again with this because when I I think of porter, I think of um, like smokiness, um, whether it, it be like strong or subtle of it, I immediately think of like steak, ribs, you know, smoked meats for, for a porter. So that's mm -hmm. that's kind of where I went with that that direction. And um, you know, some can be uh, some can be like heavy and then some can just be super um sessionable super drinkable 
so for the band, uh, I'm just going in reverse. I'm going with, <laughs> so uh, with the band, I picked Breaking Benjamin, because some of their stuff can be, you know, right in your face, just very, you know, loud. And then they also have some like soft, like acoustic feel vibes. So, so I picked that with that. And then, um, and then for the dinosaur and the dog, I went, I went full on heavy Porter style. <laughs> I went uh, with T-Rex and a St. Bernard, just big, like powerhouse dinosaur dog thing. That'll, that'll, I guess, quote unquote, like wreck you in a way, if you're not careful of, you know, knocking a few back. Wow. If, if the Porter is the T-Rex and the St. Bernard, I'm looking forward to your answers for another, for a later one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those animal choices are interesting. One animal will save you. The other one will rip you to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one you can pet, one I wouldn't pet. <laughs> Steel cage death match, St. Bernard versus T-Rex. <laughs> Who will find out this Sunday? <laughs> Oh man, Luke! How about we get? Oh shoot! That maybe that's a, new, a future project for you. Some far out steel cage deathmatch voiceovers. <laughs> oh, I should do that. Yes, <laughs> that'll be my Sunday rendition theme. That I could see that. <laughs> Next up is one of my favorite styles. I'm still trying to get Wayne to turn the corner on it a little bit. I think every so often he 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 uh, appeases me and tries one. And that's sometimes the the light effervescent, sometimes the the thicker and fruity Berliner Weiss. Yes, I'm. I do like them. I want to let. I do like Berliner Weiss, but apparently my body doesn't like them. I drink like one or two, and I get like so bad, like um, like stomach acid pain. You know, I just it oh. just doesn't set well with me. So immediately when I think of that, like, like the full on, like kind of like sour vibe of it, I picked everything that would put like a sour taste in your mouth, I guess, in a way. Um, but don't get me wrong. I do, you know, it's another style. I do like it. And when I, when I find a good one, I know it's like, it's amazing, but I, I can only drink like one or two of them at a time. And then there, it just doesn't sit well with me. So for the dog, I went with a poodle because <laughs> th those little things they're I don't know I don't know what they are they're, they're yeah they, they got the like the skinny body and then you got a poof there poof there that just doesn't sit well with me I'm like what the heck did you do to your dog <laughs> so <laughs> and um with the dinosaur I went with the the one that killed Newman in Jurassic Park, the the bitter, the Dilophosaurus, I think it is. Um, Dilo yeah, Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. I love, I love that you called him Newman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine the, the the that stuff is sour that he spits out. So that's that's kind of what I went with. <laughs> and um, for the band, I went with uh, Nickelback. So <laughs> <laughs> this is getting better and better. <laughs> I went with Nickelback for the band because I mean it's Nickelback. <laughs> no, um, and then for the food, I I was pretty um um illiterate with this. I went with lemons for the food. I went with lemons. 
<laughs> I yeah. will say, though, I'm going to go on a limb and say that Berliner Weiss is probably more popular than Nickelback. That is, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> all right so we go from a style that i i have found a couple berliners that i actually like but the vast majority don't we're gonna go from that style to a style that i do appreciate um from across the pond uh the proverbial ESB, which I'm still trying to figure out, is it a extra sharp bitter, extra special bitter, English style bitter? Call it what you will. Um, so dog, dinosaur, band, food, in any particular order for the ESB. This one was a tough one. I think I've only had I like check through my untapped too. Um, I think I only had like one or two of these. I don't drink these often. And what I've done with um, kind of looking through what, what an ESB is and what, like you said, I've seen it called many different ways. I just, it, it seemed like it's kind of a middle of the road, um, like an average, uh, I guess I shouldn't say average, but middle of the road kind of beer not overly you know hoppy not overly um uh you, you know, just like that so i kind of picked stuff that's um almost kind of underrated i guess in a way so for um well then again the food as i'm looking here the food's not underrated that's actually pretty daggone good um, <laughs> <laughs> So we'll start with the food. The food is fried chicken. Um, I mean, I guess that's an average. I probably went with like just an average food. We went for dinner. Fried chicken. All right, we'll go get fried chicken. That's, you know, that's an average, um, you know, choice to get for dinner, lunch, you know, et cetera. Um, for the dog, I went with a um, French bulldog to keep it. Um, I know it's not like. English okay. like I went with the kind of like the English the bitter part of it but it's French so I kind of neighboring part of it French bulldog and um for the dinosaur I picked the Spinosaurus because um I feel um the ESB is kind of um well for me at least anyway is a um something you don't hear of too often and a lot of people are like I don't know what this what's Spinosaurus. So I kind of went along the lines of that. And um, for underrated aspect of the ESB, I went for the band. I picked Stand Atlantic, um, who um, oh nice a little very, emo flavor. Yeah, little little bit of that. I'm like I love them. I feel like they're underrated and they're just like kind of low key. So that's how I I kind of picked them. Um, for for like an ESB, I can back up your claim of the ESB being hard to come by in your area because when I was living up north, I never even heard of this style. And as soon as I moved down here, it was like every third, fourth, or fifth place had an ESB. 
There's yeah. so many of them down here. I don't know why. I don't know why the, the Northeast just, hmm. it hasn't taken them yet. <laughs> we, we get uh, all we have. I feel like all we have is the hazy IPAs up here. You have like some of them, <laughs> some places you get five different hazies on tap and then you get like an occasional Pilsner, a stout, but it's like, sometimes it's like five IPAs. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of IPAs up here for sure. Well, Speaking of IPAs, <laughs> that's next. <laughs> dog, dog, dinosaur, band, food, go. For an IPA, like I said, everybody has them up here. I went with, for the dog, a golden retriever. Because every time I talk to somebody, it, they have a golden retriever. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I went with that. <laughs> and um, for a dinosaur... And uh, kind of with, since you get a lot up here with the IPAs and it, it, the market for it, you know, everybody loves them. So everybody loves IPAs. That's why they have like five, seven, six on tap. I went with everybody's favorite dinosaur, the Velociraptor. Oh. <laughs> and then for kind of the same with um the band they can be kind of punchy in a way everybody's favorite i don't think i've met anybody that dislikes this band i went with blink 182 for that <laughs> yes <laughs> and then um for food it's something um when i order this i order always order an ipa it's burgers and fries is what i always get and it's usually, I try to go with the West Coast IPA because I feel I have yet to find something that pairs very well with a hazy IPA. So I have to, I have to stick it to just like a West Coaster. There's, there's, a, a, there's an IPA down in our area that we are, Wayne and I are both a fan of that I think will accentuate your your choice of dinosaur wayne what ip is that yeah are you talking about fiddler's nightmare no no hmm. no 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 craft or die no oh my god <laughs> i'm so upset right now <laughs> oh no <laughs> Um, I guess we'll go oppose the tyrant. No, uh, <laughs> clever girl me. was it clever girl. Oh my god, oh, <laughs> who makes that? Angia, one, one of one of our previous guests, they have their flagship IPA is called Clever Girl. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Velociraptor, I feel so dumb right now. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> Quick follow-up to the IPA question. You may have already answered this, but IPA is a very broad category. So what's your personal flavor of IPA? American Pale Ale, West Coast, New England Style, Double IPA, Triple IPA, Quads. What, what, what's your flavor of the, of the IPA? I know I said I like to pair with West Coast with food, um, but my my all time favorite is definitely the hazy, the New England. Just give me a triple. That's just like 
I don't, I don't know what it is. You get like a 12% triple and it's drinking like straight OJ sometimes. And it just goes down smooth and um, it's just so good. Um, that, that, yeah, that's all I have for that. It's just so good sometimes. It's like drinking OJ with vodka in it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Wayne often likes to remind us that if it wasn't for New England style, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be drinking any of them. That I could, yeah, that's true. I could see that because I, um, that uh, kind of, you know, started out with drinking. Um, you know, I got kind of got hard on drinking what, like the West Coast styles, like the piney taste. It's just it was too much for me sometimes. And then when the New England came out, and I'm like, well, this is an IPA too. Oh, well, okay, I like this. This is good. Mm -hmm. It goes down smooth. It's juicy. It's bright. It's citrusy. And I'm like, I can get, I can get a hold of this. I'm good with this. Um, but, but yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, now that over the time has passed with me um, doing drinking as a rookie, I guess, <laughs> um, I do appreciate a good piney, punchy in the face um, West Coast IPA. I, I haven't I haven't come back around to Piney yet. Oh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like anything that punches me in the face. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Unless it's a sneak, like it's a sneaky one where you can't really tell. But really, other than that, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we go from uh, one of the most popular styles IPA to the the trendy style that's on the block now. So, I know that you paired Jigglypuff with the highly fruited smoothie sour. So now, dog, dinosaur, abandoned food. This should be interesting. I'm really, really liking to hear this mashup here. Oh, yes. Oh gosh, this was this one was a tough one for sure. This one was tricky. Um, for the for the dog, I went with the the small cute cuddly fluffy the, the the samoyed dog um i just feel i don't know you, you get a sour some of them you know you're the, the smooth creaminess of it and you get this dog and you you, you know cuddle with it and <laughs> it, you just feel good with it um with, with the small and um i know this one was kind of, that was kind of far-fetched but that's how i, I thought of that fluffy in a way as well with that sometimes you get that with the the, the fruited sours and um this one was out on a limb as well for the dinosaur i went with the um, triceratops for the dinosaur mm. um <laughs> there's yeah there's a little bit of a trendy aspect to, to, to the trike for uh yeah for triceratops um you know he's just this is kind of the whole thing with the, the fruited sours lovable aspect of it i mean it's the triceratops i keep when i went with the dinosaur aspect of this i kept thinking about park and when they came up to the sick one it's just like oh you know you just want to i don't know i, I yeah <laughs> you just kind of want to be like um 
I should, oh, not just feel sorry for the sour, but I mean, feel I was so- going to say, I could take I that in multiple directions. <laughs> this one was a tough one for me to do for, uh, for sure. Um, for, yeah, that's all I could think of with that. Um, for, um, for the fruitiness of the band, I went. <laughs> the fruitiness I went, of the band. <laughs> fruitiness of the band. I went with '90s um, Backstreet Boys and In Sync. I went with that. <laughs> I, All I, right. I, I went with that, um, and then I went with I went too literal with the food again for this for um, the the fruited sours. I went with strawberries because. Okay. I went, I went into strawberries, anything kind of berries. I do when I get a, um, like a big, you know, just loaded up with the fruit sours. I do love raspberry strawberries in it. Just just that big, bright, vibrant berry notes to them of, of, uh, the fruited sours. And your dog. What did I do with the dog? Oh, the Samoyed, the Samoyed dog, the little, um, the little dog that it's like um has like a night like a fluffy coat to it and i just think of with uh, the fruited sours of fluffiness um almost with with kind of with the dog of that <laughs> for the next one i hinted at this earlier because you gave us t-rex and saint bernard for porter so now yeah. i'm very very curious to hear your dog dinosaur being in food or a stout for a stout i think obviously like i said before the imperial stout like the big heavy um heaviness of a stout i went with the mastiff for the dog just ginormous dog and um like some stouts can just be absolutely like quote unquote ginormous up to like you know, 15, 16% ABV. So with the Mastiff, I, that's like the biggest dog, at least I think I know there is. So that's kind of went with that. And um, for the dinosaur, I went with the, the Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. I just kind of went big thinking of these through. So that's another, just, just a big heavy boy um, of a dinosaur. The heaviest one, I think oh, as well. And uh, for a band, some uh, band that I really enjoy a lot from time to time when I just kind of need to, you know, after a hard day of work, I just need to put these guys on, crank up the volume, and it's just heavy. I put Kill Switch Engage. Okay. (laughs) Just give me the heaviest stuff I can find. And then um, for food, I went with chocolate. Stout. For chocolate, I did was just chocolate. I'm like, I could pair chocolate with a stout. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Dessert. (laughs) Might be on something there with chocolate stout. I like it's been done before. Right. (laughs) Once or twice, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But you know what? It gives a little extra sweet element to something that's so heavy. Yes. Yes. I feel like. I've done um, a beer pairing like once, maybe a couple months ago, it was pairing with, with different stuff. And I did pair chocolate with um, a stout and it just, I feel like it just elevated um, the presence of what, what the beer had to offer. So 
kind of also kind of leading into that. All right. So we go from the big and powerful stouts to another style that we don't really see a lot down here. You, I don't know if you see it up there or not, but um, they really should make more of them. We're going to, it's like a cream, I guess it'd be like the equivalent, of like cream soda, the cream ale. Yeah, that's another. That's another one. I think I maybe had like one of in the past year or so. Because I, uh-huh. after checking through, I went through Untapped and I'm like, when was the last time I had this? Um, this was another tough one, and I'm going to probably go out of order again with this. Um, with cream ale for for the dinosaur, I went with, you know, everybody everybody knows the T-Rex. So I went with something that's equivalent to the T-Rex, but everybody still forgets. I went with the Allosaurus oh. as, as the dinosaur. Cause you know, you know, like up here, you know, you, people don't know about cream ales, I feel like. And um, for the food, I went, I feel like cream ale would go good with salmon. I, ju- I just feel like some kind of fish. Give, give me some fish for my cream ale. And I feel like that I'd be pretty set with that. <laughs> okay. And um, for the dog, what did I do? I picked a Pomeranian, Pomeranian for the dog. <laughs> um, I think I went with the light as- aspect of it because cream ales, I think the last one that I had wasn't so heavy, you know, like four or 5% sticking around. I just feel... Um, like a light, light puppy dog, like cream ale's a light, light guy. That's what I, that's what I ended up picking with that. A light guy. <laughs> a light guy. <laughs> I don't know if there's any heavy cream ales or not, but uh, <laughs> that's what I end up going with that. And um, for the band, oh, I didn't pick anything for the band. A band, well, we'll do um, something underrated would be. Um, da, 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 da. I feel well. You know, we'll go. Um, you know, I feel when I started, you know, branching out with my music, everybody was talking about Breaking Benjamin, and um, but I also came across uh, Three Days Grace mm. at the choice, and I feel like they're they were underrated because um, I feel like every time uh, Breaking Ben would release an album, and everybody was sought after that. Three Days Grace would also release an album kind of around the same time. So that's how um would kind of would pick with that kind of underrated. You don't hear um like I feel like not too much um from them over over that. So that's why I kind of picked um them. First time I saw them both, they were together. And I'll be honest, I could I could have given two shits about breaking Benjamin. I, I was all about three days grace that time. Are you serious? Yeah. No. <laughs> my gosh i was the ex- oh gosh I, I was the opposite <laughs> I'm like, um i do like breaking ben over over uh three days i, I don't know why just something about their instruments I, I don't know the guitar playing i think is what i i like most the other the other band that played and dang i wish i had more of an appreciation for him when i saw him the other the, the opener for that show was flyleaf oh my when was this I- <laughs> Honestly, if I tried to remember what year it was, I don't I don't know if I could tell you it accurately. Oh man. <laughs> I would love to see them. Oh my god. That would have been amazing. 
Um, I, you know what? I didn't realize that this was the closing one for the game, but it actually is perfect timing because it is the season of this beer. Yes. Dog, dinosaur, banned food for the Marzen. Martin. 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 I went, um, I have a big theme with this for the dog. Martin, Oktoberfest, you know, German. I went with German Shepherd for the dog. And um, uh, just German and Martin. <laughs> and uh, for the dinosaur, I went with the, the water one with the four fins. I went with the Plesiosaurus because every time Marzen beers come out, I get happy and it makes it pleases me. So Plesiosaurus. It pleases me. <laughs> and for the band, I picked the German band, um, Ramstein. Picked that. Wow. <laughs> Duhost comes to mind when for, for that. And then for uh, food, I picked Bratwurst for, for the food for a Marzen. I mean, what goes better? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne, what was that? I said, well, I, I was hoping he was going to say that. If he doesn't say anything else, we might have to cut this episode short and toss him off. <laughs> Imagine if I say pasta Alfredo for a Marzen. <laughs> yeah, we need to get this guy checked out. <laughs> Certifiable. <laughs> All right, so you have survived our little word association game. And now it's time for you to shine a light and talk about the beer scene where you are in Pennsylvania. Um, and I feel you may have already given us this answer, but uh, tell us about what styles that the Keystone State does best. I would go with um, like my basic all-time all-time favorite PA brewery is New Trail because they put out some of the like best hazy IPAs I've ever had and um, they release them they pump out different ones like every you know few weeks or so and they keep it to a theme um, they're up more kind of um, up north in the mountain region so they keep their their beer names kind of like outdoorsy, like um, Kayak was one. Um, they, they're starting to do, uh, not starting, they've been doing a new series with um, State Parks of PA, just kind of like, and all the proceeds with those beers kind of go out to those PA parks. And um, a, lot, a lot of people that I talked to about with New Trail, they're like, all their beer tastes the same. Um, cause they, you know, they tweak them here and there a little bit, but I feel like they're each beer is different. They each have their different vibe for it. And, um, that's why I like, I feel like new trail does uh, PA with new trail and hazy's best with that. So that's your favorite brewery in Pennsylvania, but who's the mountain among who's the mountain amongst men, so to speak of the breweries. I mm. or women <laughs> that's true um to come to mind for pa of course yingling who's been here for 
for a long time and trogues trogues is a big big um highly sought after you know kind of destination um place to visit as well as yingling and um trogues puts out a a good series each um, season in a way they got their mad elf which is like a cherry in the the winter they have a um in the summer they have a nimble giant which is kind of like a west coast ipa clocks in at nine percent and it's just it's good it's great um that's one of those beers where it's just like that nice pininess to it i love that and they have um they um nugget nectar in the spring and those like all those three beers are just just highly sought after they sell out like within a week of um releasing them so they're they're definitely a big big pa representation brewery how about um the more undersung selections who are the dark horses who are the pennsylvania breweries that are pumping out great stuff that nobody knows about one place definitely comes to mind for that and congrats to them. They just opened up a new place, which lucky for me is like two minutes down the road is um, South County Brewing Company. They used to be in like the middle of nowhere, about like 40 minutes away from me, middle of nowhere. Now they have this big extravagant, um, I go back to this destination brewery vibe. It's just, it's big. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just like you walk in and you're overwhelmed. It's just like, wow, this place is a brewery. And they have like a big section of windows where you can see all the tanks back there and everything. And they, they keep their selections. They don't, you know, have too many like um, new release here, new release there. It's the same, um, not like five, but it's the same stuff and they just keep making it and it's just solid um solid product and i haven't had a bad beer yet from them and i feel like this new location is going to set them on the map as a destination place to come check them out like destination breweries yes yes well speaking of beer uh we've talked about all sorts of different things so usually about this part of the episode we go around talk about what we had so luke uh what you drinking i well i was drinking it's empty now um (laughs) i went to um our games made him thirsty very very thirsty too (laughs) knowledge is thirsty work (laughs) so's so's pasta alfredo pasta alfredo i feel like that should be a meme now I had um, Appalachian Brewing Company um, chasing chasing shadows, um, which is a hazy. Uh, clocks in at seven point three percent, and um, it's double dry hopped. And it was just uh, hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Amarello. And just Citric and Mosaic are, I'm sure, like everybody else, is their like favorite kind of hop combination. And it had a lot of um, very kind of like danky pineapple, almost tart in a way with, with a little subtle juiciness of um, orange. It was really good. Nice. Solid. 
Uh, oh, well, you know, what's funny. I wound, I shot three beer reviews today for my YouTube channel. So I couldn't, I couldn't not drink something while we're sitting here talking to you, but I didn't really want to have anything too crazy. So I grabbed one of my non-alcoholic selections, uh, which I got a shipment of them down here and now they don't ship anymore. So I maybe, maybe, maybe I uncovered the, the, the dirty seed of shipping non-alcoholic beer to South Carolina. But Wayne's had this before, so he can attest to it from Athletic Brewing Company in mm-hmm. my hometown of Stratford, Connecticut. This is their non-alcoholic sports beer. Oh, nice. And very it is very it, it's got a nice subtle type of coffee flavor without being any kind of overpoweringness. Oh, that's that's nice. that is pretty solid. Well, I'm still sipping on it a little bit here we've got uh from our good friends at magnetic south our most pre uh, mo- most recent guest brewery on the show this one is their crisis series this is uh, crisis equals mc squared uh says here it's a new england ipa at 6.8 percent but <sighs> The coloration looks more like a like a West Coast than it does a, a New England style. Yeah. But it's a, it's a it's it's nice. It's not overly bitter, but it does have a nice uh, bitterness to it. Um, not real juicy and citrusy, but not really piney either. So, but very enjoyable. It's almost like a New England American IPA <laughs> or American Pale Ale, I guess. New England American Pale Ale. <laughs> and it at Niapa. <laughs> <laughs> Niapa. The new style. <laughs> yeah. It'll catch on. <laughs> or maybe it's a new East Coast IPA. Oh, that's right. That's right. I have to people, get the cousin Yeah. People keep saying that East Coast IPA, East Coast IPA. And I don't know if it's so much caught on as a broadening thing, but people keep saying it more and more. Yeah. Well, Luke, thank you for joining us. This was tremendous. You are the guest, and as always, we give the guest the final word before we toss off air. So what you got? Dish away. All right. Um, I want to start off by saying um, thank you um, for taking your time to doing this. Um, this, was, this was pretty great. I enjoyed this, um, putting it to the test as well. Um, and just as... Um, doing this Instagram, I never would have thought of um, meeting and talking and chat with so many people. Um, Because it first started as me just uh, plugging away, throwing up a picture, getting likes, you know, that's, that was my, um, I guess, goal, um, sort of say of having the channel. But now the goal has just changed to I want to um, talk to all my, all my followers and, you know, here and there grabbing a drink with them would be pretty sweet. It, it just, the connection sharing, um, the hobby of drinking craft beer with, uh, with everybody. And, uh, it's just been, it's been a pretty great journey, I guess, um, doing this and just connecting with people. It's, it's something that, I didn't think was as huge of a um, huge of a 
following as I thought it was when I first started, but now it's, it's just, it's just so much, just a lot of people, a lot of connections and it's just great. It's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, that. A, it's amazing how beer can bring everybody together and you would uh, come across and, and talk to people that otherwise without it, you may not have ever even crossed paths. So uh, Thanks for doing what you do. And uh, I, I definitely, I can speak for myself. I, I love your content and uh, look to see where it goes in the future. Oh, thank you. Chase, you got anything to add? Just the fact of speaking, uh, bringing people together that you wouldn't have known otherwise existed. Our other co-hosts, Stephen and Wayne live a mile apart. <laughs> no, no way. Didn't know, didn't know each other existed before before the three of us synced up i think it's a little bit more than a mile it might be like three but yeah we're stones there basically yeah and that that i that had well i was it wasn't like three miles but i met somebody that uh is in the same county as i live in and then like next door county like never would have thought of and it, it's just great it's pretty sweet super sweet it is all right, so we've come to the part of our show where unfortunately we're going to have to uh, wrap this up. So just want to take the time and, and thank you, Luke, for coming on the show. You can catch him at Bruise Casters on Instagram. Um, you know, we do have uh, some sponsors here, so we want to thank uh, Promotion Graphics for our banner that we bring on site with us for events. We want to thank Upstate Realty. We want to thank uh, John Sharkey and the Greenville Craft Beer Festival at Floor Field in downtown Greenville. And always, I want to thank, uh, and I know Chase and Steve want to thank him too, uh, Mr. Eddie Whittingham of the Clock Tower Tap Room and Billiards in downtown Simpsonville, South Carolina. Uh, if you're by the area, please stop by and see Eddie and Jer and tell them that the Upstate Beer Boys sent you. And also, I would be remiss without thanking uh, Mr. Chris Hitchcock for writing and singing our theme song that precedes every single episode that we have. Um, thank you, Chris. And speaking of, I, I think I might hear him. We, do you hear something, Chase? We're just boys. We, we like, like beer. <laughs> you think that's kind of hazy? We'll make it clear. We're just boys. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts in the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer.